Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. And and the church said? Amen, amen. amen. Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you here in the church today, and I want to welcome those who are joining us online. We've been in a series that we have entitled God's PPE. God's PPE, and it basically stands for God's Personal Protective Equipment. What it is, the importance of putting it on, and so far we've discussed the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, uh, which the Bible says is the Word of God. Amen? Well, today's subject is especially pertinent because it's being challenged at all times everywhere. And what's, um, what's being challenged is just basic biblical truth. That's what's on display. That's what's being challenged today. Uh, so this morning we're talking about that, that part of that armor which we are calling the belt of truth. The belt of truth. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 to stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And we've established that uh, the Apostle Paul is using the Roman soldier's armor to, to give us an example of God's PPE. And this is what it would look like back in the day. It would look like uh, a belt going around the, the, uh, the waist. And there was, uh, there was also... Um, uh, 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 in the front of the in the front of the belt, there was something hanging down to to protect the soldiers' personal area in that area as well. But but not only did it hold everything in place, it, it also held the sword in place as well. So the belt was something that that covered a lot of things. It covered a lot of things. It covered sensitive and vital areas. But 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 um, but if we don't walk in truth. If we don't walk in truth, everything else kind of falls apart. Everything else kind of is, is, um, is on trial, if you will. Now, how important is truth? Well, Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31, he says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth. And what would happen? The truth will do what? So what's at stake here? Someone say freedom. Freedom. And what is it that sets us free? It's the truth of God's word. It's the truth as Jesus taught it. It's the truth of the scriptures. He says, if you hold to my truth, you shall know the truth. If you hold to my teachings, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And so at this point, Jesus is, is, is in a discussion. I'm going to say a heated discussion with the people around him. And there were religious people. There were, there were people who went to synagogue on a regular basis. You might even say they were church folks that he, was, that he was talking with at this point. And they didn't like what he was saying. And, and, and so they answered him uh, in verse 33. He says, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? And Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. Verse 36, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Again, what's at stake here? Freedom. Say freedom. Freedom. He says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, 
yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room in my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Abraham is our father, they answered. If, Abraham, if, if you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We're not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Verse 42, and Jesus answered them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I've come here from God. I've not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are, un you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father. Help me out, somebody. Of the, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he's a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin if I'm telling you the truth? Why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. How many know that certain things are spiritually discerned? Come on, somebody. Unless God reveals it, and some of us are getting in arguments with people concerning spiritual things, and Jesus is explaining why they don't hear. That, that, that uh, thing that out there that says we are all God's children, that's not what Jesus taught. He said, if you, if you listen to me and if you discern what I'm saying, then you belong to God. So does that sound like to you that he's having a kumbaya moment? Let's just everyone just gather around and, and, and let's just talk love and all this other stuff. Someone once told me, Pastor Rick, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. And my response to them is, no, it's not how I'm saying it. It's what I'm saying. Because they didn't like what Jesus was saying. And people don't like what you're saying, even though what I'm saying is exactly what the Scripture says. Right? No, Pastor Rick, Jesus said things in love. I always get that a lot. Uh, yes, Jesus said things in love, and they loved him so much that they did what to him? They crucified him. Because they liked what, he heard, what they heard? Come on, somebody. No. Because they didn't like what they were hearing. They didn't like what they were hearing. And, and, and so that's what's at stake here, truth and people's freedom. And Jesus said, Jesus said, can any of you prove me guilty of any sin? And, of course, they couldn't. And even though they, they thought themselves to be, you know, good church folk, we are Abraham's uh, descendants. Uh, and, and, and he said, well, if you were Abraham's descendants, you would do what Abraham did. You're not doing what Abraham did. We're, we're God's children. He said, if you were God's children, you would listen to what I'm saying because I come from God. And so in love, because he says he always, he says God is love and he, and he is the exact representation of God. In love, Jesus told them, you are of your father, the devil who was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. And the way you know that, that he's lying, the way you know that the devil is lying is what? His lips start moving. Come on, somebody. Because he's a father of lies, and lies are his native language. So my question to you is simple this morning. How do you know if you've come under the influence of the father of lies? 
How do you know if truth has been compromised in your life? Well, I've come up with a simple test, and it's on your outline. Everyone should have an outline today. But it's a simple test, and basically what I've done is simply highlighted what the world says is true today versus what God says and the Bible says is true. Because Jesus says, if you hold to my teachings, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So in other words, if you don't hold to his teaching, what's going to happen? You're going to end up in bondage. You're going to end up a slave to sin, which is basically what he was telling them. The same arguments that we are having today are the same arguments that Jesus was having in his time. And so here's a couple questions that will tell you whether you have succumbed to the father of lies or are you still walking in truth. And when I ask you this question, how do you answer it? How did man come to exist on the earth? If your answer is anything but from God, if, you, if your answer in your spirit and those who are listening online is you evolved from a monkey, you have believed a lie. Because it's in the very first chapter of the very first book that tells us the truth of what the scripture teaches. It says in John chapter 1, I mean in Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. And in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, it says, All things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And so the answer is, that, to that question is, God created us all. But that's not what's being taught. That's not even what's being taught as a theory today. We are being taught and the children are being taught that somehow you just mysteriously out of some big bang appeared on this earth and evolved from some amoeba. You believe the lie. Along with that is, here's another question. When does, when does the human life begin? Now, if your answer is, like so many, the day you were born or you breathed your first, you have believed a lie. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, this isn't that complicated, okay, because you can look to the animal kingdom and ask the same questions. Let's take a little test within a test. What is this that you see in the womb? What is that? A, a baby dolphin, right? In the womb. How about this one? A baby Elephant. How about this next one? A, a baby cheetah in the womb. How about this one? A baby, a baby human. But the world says, no, what you're seeing there is a fetus who's not human. You understand what I'm saying? So we can look to the animal kingdom and discern it quite regularly and, and, and quite, you know, without any problems. But when it comes to that examination within the human body, all of a sudden it's no longer what, we, what it is. That's why they don't want sonograms. And they don't want people to, to see pictures of the babies. There are more laws protecting whales and turtle eggs than there are of the human life in the womb. Psalms 139 verse 13 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. 
I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in, in your book before one of them came to be. And so the answer to that is, listen, you, life begins, you can say in the womb, or you can say even at conception, but don't say it begins the day you breathe your first breath. It's, again, it's an argument that's going on right now. In, in, in Texas, they passed laws, the heartbeat bill, and there are still people who are still arguing about when life begins. And your basic fifth grade biology book will tell you when it begins at conception. Come on, somebody. It's getting quiet in here. Here's another question. A truth of today. Again, it's in the news. How many genders are there? Now, if you say there's more than two, you have swallowed the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and there's a lot of people throwing back Kool-Aid today. It's affecting your schools. Are you seeing in the news what's taking place? Anybody see the story? They've made genderless, or they've made it so that you go to the, to the, to the gender of your choice, what you think you are. And so now in the news, they've, uh, they've made that in public schools. A young 14-year-old goes in there. There's a guy, girl, and a guy in, 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 in a skirt goes in there and rapes her. And the father now is upset. And he goes to a school board meeting, and they arrest him because he's transphobic. You understand what's going on in this world? When you get off of the truth of what the Word of God says, and this is what the Word says, Genesis 1:27, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Help me, somebody. Male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in your number. It, it can only happen with a male and a female. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Folks, you are not what you identify as. You are what God made you. Amen? Amen. Male or female. I heard somebody say to, to you know, Basically, you just need to ask a, 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 somebody who believes that way if they have any pets. And if, the, and if they have any pets, what gender are your pets? And how do you know what gender they are? Come on, somebody. It's either going to be one or the other. But we've gotten off of the basics of God's word, and when you get off the basis of God's word, you've embraced a lie. And when you embrace a lie, what do you embrace? Bondage to sin. That's what's going on in this world today. Male and female. Here's another one. Big one. Who controls the weather? God. So we readily say God. <laughs> but if you turn on the news today, if you turn on any place... It's man-made this or that. Now, when I go to the truth of the Scripture, this is what the Bible says. 
It says in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 11, tell them this, these gods who did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his, by his understanding. When he thunders, the waters in the heavens roar. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain, and he brings out the wind from his storehouses. Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. The images he makes are fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless, the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. What is he referring to? He's referring to what the people were doing at the time. They were going into the woods. They were cutting down trees. And some of them, they were throwing it into the fire to burn. And, and, and the other half of the woods, they were carving out idols with them. They were taking those idols and putting them up on the altar and starting to bow down and worship them and, 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 and asking them for good weather and asking them for good graces and asking them for good soil and all this other stuff. And he's turning around and the Bible saying, none of this comes from them. None of this comes from your foolish idols that you're building with your own hands. Well, today we're not, we're not in this country anyway, we're not stuck on the idols. But what we've done now is we still replace God with man. All of this is man's doing. Man-made climate change. Zechariah 10, 1 through 2. Ask the Lord for rain. In the spring, and for, for he makes the storm clouds, he makes the storm clouds, he makes the storm clouds, and he will send showers of rain to every field without a lush pasture. Household gods give worthless advice. Fortune tellers predict only lies, and interpreters of dreams pronounce falsehoods that give no comfort. So my people are wandering like lost sheep. Does that describe what's going on in this world today? Wandering like lost sheep. They are attacked because they have no shepherd, or they've rejected the shepherd, the good shepherd. I came across this funny meme that got flagged on Facebook. It said, Florida has had 119 hurricanes since 1850, but the last one was due to climate change. <laughs> and they're causing, they want the taxpayers to pay for it to the tune of billions of dollars to pay for man-made climate change. Come on, somebody. If you, if you reject the truth, you will embrace a lie. And you're going to end up in bondage. Now, I believe that climate changes. You've heard me say that before. It changes all the time. If you don't like the weather in South Florida, just wait around. It's going to change. In fact, it could be sunny on this side of the street and be raining on that side of the street. Come on. We've seen that in South Florida. The climate changes all the time. I just don't believe man has anything or much to do with it at all. Because you know why? We're not God. What causes the climate to change? I want you to write this down. God has set in motion the things that control the weather. And so it has everything to do with, you know, our, our rotation around the sun and the moon and the gravitational pull. And El Nino, it has everything to do with some natural causes that are going on in the world today and has very little to zero to do with whatever man is doing. Now, if we are seeing an uptick in climate-related issues, did you know the Bible speaks about that? It says, and Jesus spoke about it in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus told, told them, verse 4, 
Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Now listen, verse 9. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. Why are they arresting and persecuting Christ followers? Because they are saying things opposite of what they want to hear. Because they are following after what Jesus is saying rather than what the world is saying. Because they're not succumbing to the world's system of getting a, 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 a stamp on your forehead and on your hand in order to buy and to sell. You, what, they're doing, what they're going to do is make Christianity illegal. Is it because they're saying things that are not loving? If I tell you Jesus loves you, is that not loving? If I say Jesus is the only way, is that not loving? But in their minds, if they're, if they, they're convinced that there's more than one way, and we'll talk about that in a moment, it's going to be perceived as not loving. They will arrest you and persecute you and kill you. You will be hated all over the world because, because, because you are my followers. Now, I don't know if you're, you're hearing much of this in churches today, but this is Jesus talking and this is Jesus telling us what it's going to be like in the last days. He says, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. You know who the false prophets of today are? Just, just the government. Turn on the news. You understand what I'm saying? All of it. Anything, anything that's telling you the opposite of what the word of God is telling you. False prophets. False prophets. It says sin will be rampant everywhere. Somebody told me, you know, we're not careful. We're going to become like Sodom and Gomorrah. What? We are there. We are already there. We celebrated. The White House has been painted rainbow colored years ago. You can get arrested just for quoting the scriptures about what the scriptures say, teach on it in Canada and certain, and certain other areas. I don't know if it's that bad in Canada yet, but it's getting bad. We are there already. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And so I want to highlight what the Bible says. It says in the last days there will be earthquakes and famines. What's a famine? What causes famines? Drought. Right? Exactly. And so today they attribute the drought to climate change. And you're the reason why. The fact that you're driving your cars over here is why there's droughts in other areas. And it'll give you a reason to, to tax you for it. The Bible says there's unusual weather patterns that's going to be begin happening, and it tells you what, the, what Jesus calls it. He calls it the beginning 
of birth pangs, signaling the end of the age. Folks, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And the question is, are you ready for when Jesus returns? Are you ready for when Jesus comes back? The issue of what is truth has been circulating again for centuries. Even when Jesus walked the earth at the eve of his own crucifixion, because the liars and the murderers and the children of the devil, not my words, Jesus said it, had succeeded in getting him arrested. And now he is before Pontius Pilate in John chapter 18, verse 33. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews, he asked. Jesus replied, is this your own question or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an, uh, an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Verse 37, Pilate said, so you are king. And Jesus responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify of the truth. All who love the truth recognize what I say is true. And here's the question that's been going on for years and years. Still today, Pilate's question, what is truth? Folks, if we do not hold to the biblical standard of truth, you're going to end up in some place of, this is true to me, but may not be true to you. And people make up their own truth as they go along. Pilate asked, what is truth? Then he went out again to, to the people and told them he is not guilty of any crimes. And so, folks, if we, if we get off the truth, we believe a lie, and then we'll end up in the bondage to whatever lie we believe. There's a whole lot of people in bondage today. A whole lot of people in bondage today. Last lie. Again, we talked about it. There are, are there many ways to heaven? And if you're one that says, oh, yes, there's many ways to heaven, you believe the lie. You believe the lie. In John 14, 6, Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And when he says I'm the way, he means I'm the only way. When he says I'm the truth, he says he means I am the truth. Not one of many truths. I am the truth. And, and he's the life. And, and, and if you didn't get just that first part, he spelled it out again. He said, no one comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father unless they go by him, unless they go by, through him. And so the answer to that is Jesus is the truth and the only way to heaven or to salvation. And so from cover to cover, the Bible speaks about the truth. From Genesis to Revelation, Jesus said, if you hold to my truth, if you hold to my teaching, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If any of those basic answers, and I can go, I can go on because there's, a, there's many more. The, the, I mean, the world is just out there spewing different things that are not actually true. But if any of those answers gave you problems today or absolutely burns you, listen, do not shoot the messenger. It's just what the Word of God says. 
is what Jesus was telling them. You know, you would listen to me because what I say comes from the Father. The reason you don't listen to me is the reason you don't hear me is because you are of your Father. That's what he was saying. You are of your Father. So if, it, if, if, if any of that burns you or goes against your source of truth, and I don't care what your source is, whether it's religious truth, whether, it, whether it's an Eastern cult truth, whether it's, it's, it's secularism today, whether it's, whether it's any of the news uh, uh, reports or news outlets today, whether it's the government or university or school, again, your argument isn't with me. Your argument is with the word of truth, and it's with the Bible. And your argument, in many cases, is with basic biology. I'm not trying to offend anybody. But the Apostle Paul says the, the gospel will offend people. Again, the moment I say Jesus is the only way, there's what, 8 billion people on this planet? And some of them are following Confucius, and some of them are following Buddha, and some of them are following, you know, all sorts of other things. But is he the only way? Help me out, somebody. Is he the only way? Are there more than one way? No. There's only one way to salvation. And so you're either going to follow after what he says or you're going to succumb to, to, to what the world is saying. And, and that's why it's important for us to, to, to strap on the belt of truth. Again, it holds everything else in place. And the moment we let go of truth in our lives, we're going to let go of what freedom is at stake. Because Jesus says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Lies never set anybody free. And that's why we need to know what the Word of God says and what's being spewed. Jesus said in the last days there's going to be many false prophets. And I think when we think false prophets, we're thinking somebody in a robe and a, you know, you know, like John the Baptist. No, be careful, be careful, because it's on the airwaves, it's on the news, it's on the... It's in, the, it's in your schools. You're, you're, you're swallowing something that the Bible teaches the exact opposite of, and they both are not true. Well, Pastor Rick, that's your truth, and this is my truth. No, truth is truth, and it's, truth, it's true outside of me, and it's outside of you. Truth will never be a lie, and Jesus said if you want the truth, it starts with him. Does that make sense? And so as we come to a close this morning, have we put on that belt of truth? Have we made a commitment to say, okay, I'm going to stand on the word of God as opposed to what the world is saying again? We keep coming back to that. But if we, if we don't stay on what God says, we are going to be, Jesus said, bound up, chasing after sinful things that will never, ever set us free. It starts with a relationship with Jesus. It starts with getting to know the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you've not yet made a commitment to Jesus and him alone, it will be my privilege and my honor to lead you in a prayer of commitment to him. Let's everyone bow our heads and close our eyes. And if anything I said shook, shook your, your, your theology or any of your modern day preachers, check your heart. 
re-examine am I, be, am I believing just what I'm being told and what are the ramifications of believing that or am I going to stay on the truth of God's word say something like this from your heart say Heavenly Father I come before you today and I acknowledge that that I'm a sinner and I need a savior and I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Today, I put my trust completely in him for the salvation of my soul. Help me to walk in truth. Help me to put on all of the PPE that you've provided so that I can stand against the schemes of the enemy in my life. I believe that Jesus died for me and three days later rose again and I received the free gift of eternal life that he promised. I hear the Spirit testifying to my spirit that Jesus is the only way. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Help me to walk in truth so that I might walk in freedom. In Jesus' name I pray. And we all said, Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.